Wel zit je stakkel Jean-Nolt zaad nee het vijs En zaad zaad die de wolpeil Je giet er al van Jeff de Ketwijs Haar vedertjes dan is dat Haar mother zo'n de game She's just a guilty clipping But I love her just the same Welcome to another episode of the Maroon Machine podcast Today I'm joined by Kelty's, well I suppose one of the, the new inductees into our team of the decade that we've been doing on the, the podcast. Played nine seasons with Kelly. It's Alan Fleming. How you doing, Alan? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me back onto this. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, uh, we're dead pleased to obviously get you back on. Um, we spoke briefly and fired something out after you got um, that sort of first uh, spot in the, the team of the decade and we were keen to get us done. So it's good to be... It's good to be able to do so. Before we get on to yourself and your career, though, now that it's sunk in a wee bit, getting that, that spot in the team, and also you've started to maybe see some of the other players that are built up around you, how, how are you feeling about that spot? And, and especially, with, I suppose, when you look at that back four in front of you, um, we've got Gasly and Tam Courts, Murray Castairs and Scott Linton um, that have, since you got your spot being voted into the team, what do you think about how it's shaping up? Uh, it's been a very, very strong team. Uh, I've never, I didn't play with Scott, but I played, I played against him when he was at Clyde and whatnot, and he's technically very good. At, for me, well, for me, the life back when I was there was, was Conrad. And I, Conrad, I think Conrad was second, and he was a bit unlucky to get not get in the team. So, you know, it must have been really, really close. And Scott, he must have done quite well in the seasons that he's been at Kelty to, to get the team because Conrad was Conrad was steady, and he was always a fan's favourite as well. Oh no, absolutely. I think it yo-yoed between the, the two of those guys and um, there's an argument both for, for them both to be in there. I think uh, Scott had he just had a tremendous season with Kelty, um, racked up 18 goals and 18 assists, um, whereas Conrad it was more, it was over the, the longer yeah. period of time obviously, so it could have gone either way. Conrad definitely a big name that's missed out, uh, uh, Roger Duffin as well. It was Roger and Tam in front of me and again, must have been pretty, I, I've trained a few times with Murray and again, he's fair play to him, he's done well because Roger, Roger, steady Eddie, being capped with, with Junior Scotland and one league to the bonus, you knew what you got with Roger. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, it's it just, it's a testament to how good the, Sort of Kelty teams have been over the last ten plus years. Um, that those guys, those guys have sort of just just missed out on on finding a spot. Um, but we're not obviously here to talk just about the, the team of the decade. We want to find out a bit about yourself. Um, so if we go back to the the very start, what was your sort of route into football? Where did it all begin for for yourself? Well, it started at uh, Recife Recife Rick, uh, and I was about. Ten and not eight. I think it was eight. Playing under ten, I was in. I got a, there was a flyers going around the, the local school, and uh, the goalie. I was friends with the goalie. It was uh, the year above, and he he handed me a flyer and was like, "Just come along, uh, and see what can see what you think." We, and I went along we, and, uh, and enjoyed it. I enjoyed it immensely. It was good. Were you straight in there at goalkeeper? Was that sort of the position that, that you, you liked for the get-go? Yeah, I think it was pretty much. You just went, as a, I, obviously, when you're, you're growing up and, and playing, 
you, you play the field, but when it, when it comes to making the decision about playing football, I, for some reason I just automatically went in goals. I just enjoyed going in goals. Yeah. Now, who are who are some of the people when you were younger that you sort of everybody always talks about how they sort of mould a play or they had professionals that they looked up to? Who are some of them that, that stood it for you? Well, obviously uh, Andy Gorham and Peter Schmeichel at the time were 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 the, were the, were the ones in Britain. And Gorham, Gorham, I mean, really really good shot stopper, and Schmeichel, and big big tall, and physique wise, and just an absolute mountain. You you always hear about um, particularly with outfield players when they they sort of see one of their favourite players do something and then they they try to mimic it. Did you ever try to mimic? Anybody's style of play when you were sort of learning, or were you sort of just going your own path? Uh, well, again, being being a Rangers fan, I, I always looked up to the Gorham. But I remember like coaches saying to me, "Look, don't look, don't look at his sort of style because you're going to be okay, you're, you're taller than what he's going to be." Uh, so I was like, "All right." So I maybe looked at Schmeichel and Evander uh, Evander Sar was another one I, I, I quite like. Most. And then laterally, when he, when he broke to it, you know, I have a great, a great thing for Buffon. I love Buffon and, and even now, Neuer and, and, uh, and Alison and Ederson have brought goalkeeping on in the, the next degree, you know, in this, the next level sort of thing nowadays, where, he, where he's got to be a sweeper as well as yeah. being able to play. As opposed to just, like, you're in goals, just kick and catch it, and you've got to be a player now. Absolutely, and do you, do you ever sit and watch those boys and sort of think to yourself, when they make a decision, maybe when they come too far out of the line or they don't come off the line quick enough, do you sometimes get frustrated watching them or do you sort of reflect back to your own playing style? No, I, I, again, I'm a, I'm a, a, a connoisseur of the goalkeeping art. You know, I, mean, I, I do watch what other goalies are doing and whatnot. And I, I hate folks flagging goalies because... That are the goalies? I, I get their point. They're there to make. They're there to make uh, be controversial. But until you've actually played in goals or whatever, you you, you have no idea what it's actually like. Yeah. You're you're that last man. You you know you can't make a mistake. No, absolutely. Um, so after after well, what was your time like at, at Recife actually? Was it? Were you playing quite a successful league, or was it at that point yeah, more yeah, no, development? Really like, I had. So, yeah, two years under 10s where we were the sort of the Colts team. It was the, the older team. There were the two two of us in, in the same league. Uh, we were the younger team, and obviously the older ones, they were ex- expected to be challenging for the league. But I remember like, when you first go in, we were a year younger and everyone uh, we used to kind of turn up and we were, we were a really, really good team. But you mean that, that year made a, a loads of difference. Uh, we were going and getting beat. But again, when you when you're that age, it was just enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, and for being a, being a goalkeeper, and that, that I was getting lots to do, so I was loving it. You know, I mean, it wasn't a case of me going there and not having a lot to do, which sometimes now you don't mind that. You don't. But you ask any goalie, they want to be busy, they want to make, they want to be making saves, they want to be making a difference. So oh. even when we were getting beat, I was coming off the park, happy with my own performance. And then, what, what I remember, like, the reason uh, we come on a, a great deal that year, the first year, because we played the first, the, the side team, the older team, 
it was the start of the season in Angry, they beat us uh, quite, quite easily, quite convincingly, as the reverse of a young team getting to know each other. But as the season progressed and went on, we uh, we actually got, we drew two each with them, but we were 2 0 up with like 10 minutes to go, and it was just the, the, the fitness of we were that year stronger. They could be came back and they drew to each and we were we were proud and we were loving it, the fact that we were the young ones and we were taking points off the supposed the stronger team. Yeah. And, yeah. and then the following year you become you become the older team and that that the year together just we beat we beat everyone. We beat again won the league quite convincingly. And uh, we got to the Scottish and we played uh, Tynecastle. And yeah. uh, we got beat. They were, they were a big team, and they still are a big team in Elden Edinburgh. And uh, they had like, like Fletcher, Darren Fletcher was playing for them at the time. And they got beat, I think it was 2 0, we got beat. And we uh, were, were gutted. But I remember you know, coming back off the pitch knowing that I'd done, done well. And I must have done something well because. It come to the we uh, signing and I was we signing for uh, the side at the end of the year and it was and I was always like yeah yeah I'm, I'm happy I'm happy my dad sort of goes to me look are you sure you want this is what you're wanting I was like how what, what do you mean and he was just like I, I know that there's other teams in for you in a better league and I was like looking at him as I should say what fun of it and because. I don't know how he ended up with it dependent from that day uh, when we played Tynecastle again. I don't know if it, whoever it was had handed it to me. He kept it and he just, he just put the pendant down in front of me and goes, Look, they're interested in you. And I think it'd be a better, again, a better decision for you, better for you personally, to go in and test yourself against better people, getting better players in the Edinburgh League at that time, was, was seen as the better in the better league. Recite at that time the team that I was in were the, the big fish in the in the sort of smaller pond. You I mean Fife wasn't it had lots of teams that Recite were the were the main team. Yeah. So that was my first sort of decision that I had to make that that stick or that twist. And it, it, again, it, it was it, as we go on through this podcast, we'll get to know that these decisions are hard. Even back then, can add growing up with these boys. Been playing two or three years with them, knowing them, knowing them, and again, it wasn't just a case of uh, our players. We were, we were friends at that age as well. We used to, I used to go around, can cut about with a few of the boys after the Saturday games on the Saturday yeah, afternoon, just just doing things, and it was it was hard, but ultimately I, I made the decision to go to Tynecastle, and we went, there, I went there too, and win the win the league over there, and to hopefully win the Scottish. <laughs> But ironically, the following season, the side went and won the Scottish Cup, and I was there. So I left, and they won. So again, you as we go through this podcast, you you really see the, the current theme of that. <laughs> yeah, it must have been frustrating. But um, was your I think was your dad quite a big part of that youth footballing? Because that's a big commitment to you know. Say they're going to assume he had to take you over to, to Edinburgh to train with Tynecastle a couple of times a week and yeah, obviously yeah, play no, your dad, weekly games my, there. My dad, again, like I heard with Ross when he was speaking and doing his one, my dad, he was never, 
never interfered. But he was always there, and again, he would drive me here, and he was my driver here, then everywhere, you know. And as we were progressing, I was like training with in Tynecastle, had an affiliation with Hearts, and I was training with like Tynecastle, and I was training with Hearts. So you're talking sometimes three, four nights a week, plus your game on, at the weekend. So I'm really thankful for my dad. Like when you, when you think about it, I mean, I'm, I've, I've got a wee, wee one now, and like, I'm thinking to myself, I've got all that to come, you know what I mean? Driving yeah. in the length of Scotland just to, for him to get a game. Ah, exactly. Um, but I suppose it's rewarding and you wouldn't do it otherwise. It'll be the same for your, for your dad. So what um, what was your time like at Tynecastle? You obviously went there to test yourself a, a, a little bit more um, and to, to push up, I suppose, in the, the level of skill. How was it when you were there? Did you find that from your move? Yeah, yeah, it was the the Edinburgh League was very competitive. It was even even the sort of smaller teams you you're playing them away and it's it's very hostile. You know, I mean, you're going down to Cramond and every every person's out with their dog and round the pitch and you making it very intimidating. Okay, you're turning up in in the best of gear, the best, and, the, and everyone just hated us. I mean, everyone hated Tynecastle, everyone hated Hutchie, and like the Salve as well, Salve. Salve Boys Club, they were they were good. Uh, it was Leith, and they were good. There was there was so many good teams in that league. Absolutely, and I, I think a lot of those teams are still, um, especially your likes of Leith and Hutchie and Tynecastle as well, still very big in the the youth football um, stage. Was there any sort of big games that stood out while you were there? Obviously, you mentioned that um, game against. Recife against Tynecastle for your time, and even the against the age level above, was it a season where there was any big games that sort of stood out for you, or was it sort of just the season as a whole? No, it was the season as a whole, but it was also you had again. I, I forgot to mention Celtic Boys East were in, the, in that league as well, so you had all yeah. So I joined Tynecastle because of the reason. Again, Darren Fletcher was was there, and everyone sort of knew who he was at the, at the time. So you're thinking, be a teammate with him would be would be good. And then he left Tynecastle in that summer to go to Celtic Boys East. So you know, I mean, the games against Hutchie and Celtic Boys East were always even Salvi as well, but especially Hutchie and Hutchie and Tynecastle and Hutchie at Tynecastle and Celtic were like, you know I mean, it was like Hibs, Hibs v Hearts, Celtic v Hearts. You know. They were good, and Fletch had left to go to Celtic. So every time we played against him, there was a bit of needle. And the coaches, coaches were like, and they didn't, they didn't like the fact that he'd left them to go to Celtic Boys East because I think they thought that he was he was going to be their their boy, but he left them to Celtic, and he was. You, you mean he had his pick of the pick of the teams? So I remember we played in umpteen finals against. Celtic and I, I think we won a few and I think they won a few as well. I mean it was it was really, really close. Yeah. And it's obviously great for yourself as well to be able to test yourself against that sort of calibre player. Um what what so what came after Tynecastle? Um what was well, sort of your next step? Well in in the meantime when I was still travelled uh, playing with Tynecastle and I was like, obviously what they've got around that was it was half decent or so so folks say anyway, that I was I was training with senior teams. I was training with like the Fairman. I was training with Rangers. 
I was training my heart. So it was all all those games. It was it was it was a busy time. You know, I mean, you, you were you were out the door all the time and just training. So after Tynecastle, whilst training with with these senior teams, I went I went and joined like the Hearts Boys Club in there because Tynecastle that team more or less went and joined Hearts. You know, I mean that that whole team went and joined Hearts. So again, that that season was was good. Uh, again, strong, strong season, and uh, yeah, played played a few games for Hearts in in, in amongst in the Hearts proper Hearts as opposed to the boys club. Yeah, and you get every maybe every month or so you play the the, the West Coast Glasgow uh, West Coast Hearts team, and you would play. I mean, it was always a bit of a grudge match there as well. I mean. East, east to west, it's always the case. You know, you didn't want to get beat off the beaches. And who, who were considered the better Hearts side at the time, the, the east or the west? Uh, I, I don't know. I think I think everyone always thinks west best. You know, what I mean, it's always it's always a persona. Everyone thinks west is always best. But now nah, I, I would say the east team were the, the better team. Yeah, like we used to go through there. We used to go through there and beat them all the time, but again, it was it was a uh, ah, it was enjoyable. Again, we, on a Tuesday night or something through through in Glasgow playing against Hearts team for, for the West, it was it was good. Yeah, so uh, can you continue building your your experience? So how long did you spend with that Hearts team? Yeah, uh, had two two three three seasons. I think it was three seasons with them. And it, it come to the stage where uh, Hearts were, were, were showing an interest. I went, you know, I went away to uh, the golf the, the Amsterdam Cup. Right. Away, that yeah, was good. Game. We all went across there, and it was there was two teams that went. There was the older team, which the goalie for that team was right. Craig Gordon. So it was it was myself and Craig, and Craig was in the, the older team. I was in the, the younger team. I think we both won. Won the, the the tournament, and I think we both ended up getting like goalie of the tournament that there. So it, it was it was good, you know, and I I got on you know got on well with Craig, and it was in our paths sort of. Uh, we, 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 we crossed later on when we went to Cowdenbeef, but we we were getting similar. We were, we were always sort of nip and tuck it. Again. We were thought of quite can quite the same, can yeah. quite highly. And we both get. I, I got offered a, an S form and everything, and it was something that was it was keen to take. But I, my dad again. I spoke to my dad. And my dad was like, "Look, you're only 12, 13 year old. Again, uh, it's it's a big commitment to sort of tie yourself to a schoolboy form at that age. You mean you you're getting recognised here and there? So again, in hindsight, maybe maybe signing that schoolboy form with hearts, you never know." Yeah, no, it's as uh, it's one of those things, um, and yeah, you've still gone on to obviously have a a decent career. What was what was your next step on on the journey after sort of those few seasons at, at Hearts? Because you're obviously still young at this point. Well, yeah, at Hearts, well, I then joined, like had been sort of it come to a decision where I was between sort of staying at Hearts and going to Rangers, who at this time where it was the first ever youth youth kind of pro youth league. Yeah. And Hearts, Hearts didn't have the funding, or Hearts weren't taking that step until the following season. But it meant I was going to have to play 
uh, a year above myself. But you know, I mean, at that age, when when Rangers come calling, and you're thinking again, it's a chance to progress, and it's a, again you're going to be playing against proper pro youth players. It, you sort of take that take that decision again. It wasn't an easy decision because I knew Hearts were going to be uh, joining it, but it was going to be the following year. Yeah. So you, you sort of go, do, do you wait that year or do you do you take a chance and go where you Again, at Rangers and at, even at Hearts, you're, you're just a name, you're just a number, you know what I mean? You, you're, you're just, right, you're in, you're out. And, uh, yeah, it was... It was good, so I, I took the decision to go to Rangers and again through there and got training and uh, after outside uh, Ibrox came twice a week, see my dad straight in for work and it was like a case of him yeah, either having his tea quickly or eating on the go to get through the Ibrox and range for six o'clock and range, he's, he's finishing his work at half four so I'm out, out on the road yeah. by quarter to five, five o'clock. So it was it was really, really hectic, you mean you're at school, you you're coming to an age where you're you're going to high school and and you have got homework, you've got other stuff to do. But football for me was always again the, the as well as the school. But I always had a focus like I wanted to do well at football as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, there's a lot to say. Obviously, big decisions even at a young age to to sort of pave out your your career path in in football. What what was it like to, to go to Rangers? Obviously, you said there it was their sort of first time in a, a pro youth sort of setup. How how did that differ to what you were used to? It was uh, it was uh, it was very regimented. You know, it was very structured. It was you must be here, you must be there. You mean with his hearts in a boys club and that it, it was it was still strict. But you mean you had you had to be here for a certain time. If you were late, you sort of you got you didn't get fined as such, but you you know what I mean it, it, it was sort of held against you. I mean you, you always felt as if you couldn't be late, which again I'm I'm never one for being late, but again the way you, you were treated at uh, Rangers and that it was brilliant. You I mean you got all your boots, all your gloves. You know I, mean? I, I couldn't have won for anything, and no. I, I I used that a wee bit. <laughs> Just. Going up again, you mean going up every couple of weeks uh, in training, taking the same pair of boots and I look my my boots are my boots are split or whatever. And honestly, I, I couldn't have done that year. <laughs> gloves, you know, in boots, gloves, and obviously my brother, Greg, he was sort of carving his own career in, in the background, so he, I, I sorted him out with like boots and gloves and whatnot as well. So honestly. Well, I could have opened a sports shop and made an absolute fortune. <laughs> Obviously, we we spoke about um, sorry of prior to uh, recording about your brother's path as well and how it sort of crossed with Kelly in the, the Scottish Cup uh, a few weeks back. What was it like um, having your brother there? Obviously, as a going down sort of same path goalkeeper for you, where you were able to sort of bounce off each other with the way your development was going or was it a lot more of you passing it down to him? Yeah, uh, no, we did, we did sort of, I always looked out for him, I mean, I was a big brother, I was, I'd probably, I'd probably say it was me passing it on to him, whereas now it's sort of, we, we both look out for each other and whatnot and always can text each other, it's, it's hard to get, I mean, 
he stays in Ireland. So it's not as if I can pop around to his bit and sort of say, all right, can you want to chew the fat over any it's it's it, you can only speak when we can speak, you know what I mean? It's it's can sometimes be hard, but when when we do sort of talk or whatever, we, we try and sort of uh, make sure that okay, we're all good again we, we talk, you know, not just about football and things in general, you know what I mean? And uh, no, it was it was weird because he he joined the recite team so he's two years younger than me, so when he joined and he didn't want to be a boy because he didn't want to be seen as I mean in my shadow as such, you know what I mean? Because I had a fairly good reputation as being okay and being alright. He didn't want to be and he was he was wanting to be like a set and a half or something or a midfield game. He just he just loved kicking folk, eh? <laughs> he just loved kicking folk. You know, he would come home dirtier than me sometimes when he was younger, he used to come in can watch the games, my dad and whatnot. Can he be? He'd be playing with the subs on the sidelines and can, just diving about, and he would come home yeah. muckier than me. <laughs> That's yeah, brilliant. So. Um, so, see, just before we move on for your time at Rangers as well, um, how competitive was it at that sort of youth level? Was it a huge step up or? Uh, yeah, but at, at the time it seemed really, really big, and. For, for whatever reason, at, at Rangers, I, I maybe lasted in that sort of league about six months before I, I sort of I had the feeling that I wasn't really wanted. If you mean, I remember one going through one Monday and walking in a way change room like always, and it was in the middle of a team talk, and I walked in and it was like, and they were like, "What are you doing here?" I was like, well, "What do you mean?" I, you're not here today, you can train it up, like, well, ah, sorry, I've, I've not been told. And they sort of, I, I sort of worried, they're like, right, go and, can, they didn't even involve me in, in the warm-up or whatever, and say, look, you've made this effort. They just sort of gave me a, a training kit and said, look, go and, go and work in the gym or whatever, and just, mm. and they're like, ah, I can daft fifers, blah, blah, can, didn't listen, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't until that that the other, other boy who was older, Again, he was an older team. He he turned off as well. So they, they, they sort of thought, right, well, maybe maybe we did they tell them. So uh, it was just little things. It was a frustrating time at Rangers. You know I mean, the training was really really good, and I went there full of confidence, knowing that I could I could do do a job. And I got like again, I went away to a, a Premiership tournament and played against like say Man U and but right, we'll go get, go again. We'll go to the tournament. And I went into the season really, really looking confident, flying. But for some reason, it just didn't take me there. I, was, I wasn't as tall as I was now. And uh, they gave it the, the old, uh, yeah. uh, we don't know if you're going to be tall enough. And it's, it's, it's the same. same yeah. Yeah. So it was, it wasn't, okay, for the, the, the training was really, really good, but it was frustrating because. I remember going through, we had to be through at Ibrox at 9 o'clock one day, we were playing Celtic, and uh, okay, we had to be there with 11 o'clock kickoff. So we were there, and then obviously the parents, you know, it, was, it was very much, you know, sometimes you, the parents could like sort of stand about outside, but whereas at the pro youth, they were sort of told, okay, don't, don't come anywhere near us, sort of stay in your cars, don't like let us sort of deal with it so you like that. and I come out I remember coming out and looking for my mum and dad in the stand and everyone had come through and I was I wasn't stripped 
but they were had to sit on the bench. You know I mean, and yeah. told me you wouldn't have they brought, they brought another boy in, and I wouldn't strip that I had training gear, but I had to hang about all day because we were doing a training session after after the game as well. So it was just wee things like that. You know what I mean, it just got got frustrating. Yeah, I can imagine, and yeah, I think. Uh... Especially it being sort of a new system as well, we'd have been a lot of things that they were sort of figuring out and probably went a bit over the top with terms of I, the simple things, just like looking after the players that they've got. But um, what was the, what was sort of, you made that decision after your six months there, obviously learned a wee bit, but decided it wasn't for you. What decision did you make after that? Yeah, I went, I went actually went back to Celtic. Celtic Boys East in the Edinburgh League because I had a fairly good reputation in the, in the Edinburgh League and uh, for for being half decent I was uh, yeah I went back and finished the season being from the from the January to the you know, end of the season to the May and went and played there won a won a cup and you know, a few cups and again it was it was good and it I, it was it felt weird being uh, me being up to a Rangers fan. And, I remember you know, having that conversation and that my dad again was like in Celtic and are interested in you. And I was like, no, nah, I didn't want to go, I didn't want to go again. And dad was like, no, nah, don't be silly. You know what I mean? It's it's an opportunity in the day and you, you can't even afford to think like that. I mean, they're, they're, they're putting their neck out now even for you. And I went and to be fair, it did feel weird because again, I was, like you said, I, I had sports stuff and had all the goalie bombs, all my stuff was Nike, because Rangers were Nike at the time, I had Nike mm-hmm. boots, Nike gloves, and just everyone was getting from Rangers. I remember I used to get pelters, you know what I mean? Just because all the, all the boys were like Celtic fans, and I, I, I would turn up, and they were, they were red, white, and blue glo- Nike gloves, and you know, <laughs> they were just, they would just give me pelters, you know what I mean? But yeah, again, class with the green a bit. Yeah, again, I uh, played the sort of second half of that season with Brian Ritchie, his big brother again, Chris. So it was a very sort of full circle. And I, I'd been at Versailles with Chris and I was coming uh, and playing the sort of second half of that season. I come to the end of the season and I I think Dunferman, Dunferman come in for me. And uh, I, I went there again, it was a, a chance to go back and play sort of pro league. Uh, again, like what Ross has said in the past, can Dunferman compared to like say your hearts, your rangers and their their youth setup wasn't the greatest. It wasn't as professional. Don't get me wrong, it was, it was still okay okay and they, they, they done well for like they used to pick you up from school and take you out to Oakley and we'd have a teacher there. So you had to do your uh, you know your homework or whatever your schoolwork before you done your training. But in terms of the actual structure to the training it wasn't quite as quite the same as like your hearts and your rangers. No, and um, and it's obviously an important part of your game, especially when you're at that young age. I know that when sorry it progresses a wee bit in your career, you want the the training to become a bit simpler because you know how to play football. But when you're at that young age, um, that's a massive part of that structure. Yeah, a sort of training session. How long did you end up spending at? Um, East End Park. Uh, I was only I was there for a season because again I was enjoying the games, but I wasn't so much enjoying the training. And at this point, my brother was sort of 
even at St Johnston, right. and uh, he was doing quite well there at this point. And we played St Johnston uh, for the Fermanagh, and I, I played I played well that game. And I remember then after the game, and the, the, the coaches the same it was the same coach that had my brother. He he came up and spoke to me and was like, I can well play today, blah blah blah. Can, I can see that sort of goalkeeping gene that runs in your family because I've, I've been got Greg, blah, blah, blah. And I think the following day, they, they, um, they phoned and asked me to go and train with them. Right. So that was, that was good. But again, I, I was also conscious in, of, because when I left Hearts to go to Rangers, Hearts sort of... Uh, we're a bit off with Greg because he was doing well, but I don't know if they, they took the hump because I went to Rangers. They just they disregarded him. So and he was he was doing well, but then he, he sort of had to go. But he went back and played in the five league and, and had to sort of basically rebuild his his career yeah. himself back up because through no fault of his own. I mean, he was doing well and. So I was, I was wary, as much as I was looking forward to, to maybe going to St. Johnson, I was also wary that I didn't want to ruin it for Greg, if you know what I mean, as well, because I know what he did. He was, he was gutted, I mean, uh, at the time when he got told that he, he wasn't wanted, and he, he could understand why they were wanting want him, because I'd said no to them. Yeah, so not. I, I played the, the year at St. Johnson, again, went down to the, the Premiership Tournament, again, the, Again, go go, go to the tournament. Again. I was, I enjoyed enjoyed it, and then sort of, I got to about, and they were again. It was that time, the start of the season. They were like, look, and I was, that was when I was about fifteen years old, and looking, and the next step would be going in full time, and I was sort of thinking, they were sort of saying at the start, look, nothing's nothing's for granted, but keep doing what you're doing, and uh, kind of there was something there for you. And obviously, it started the season really, really well. And this time, uh, we bumped into Rangers. I remember being Greg, they were playing at the Treaty in the Fairland. And uh, I'd obviously shot up a wee bit. And I remember being seen them, seen Rangers, and I went and spoke to the managers, and they didn't, they didn't recognize me to begin with. And then they were like, it finally twigged, and they were like, how did, how did, how did that come from? I was like, oh. So I always told you I was due another growth work because I was playing the year above myself anyway, but they just didn't give me the opportunity. But again, went went there, came, was doing well, and then the manager sort of changed and he brought all his, his West Coasters again. Again, a current team, West is best. And I sort of was getting minutes here and there, but it wasn't what I was wanting. And... It wasn't as often as I like, you know, I mean, the three thirties were maybe getting one out of two, uh, one out of three, sorry, as opposed right. to maybe one and a half out of three or the two, you were, you know, you're wanting the more. So it, it sort of petered out that season and it got to the end of the season where I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do here, you know what I mean? Because I know the coaches were, again, the youth coaches were wanting to give me something, but that was about the time when the, in the, the, the the deal, everyone was just getting shut again. The, the whole deal was, I think it was a satanic deal, the clubs were cutting back and it just went totally yeah. fair shape and squads were getting cut right back. And I was maybe getting 
seen as a risk. So they weren't willing to take a risk on a boy that they weren't sure that they knew there was something, but they, they weren't willing to take the risk. Yeah, that's got that's obviously got to be frustrating for yourself as well. Um, after obviously putting in the work and obviously working your way well through through the youth ranks, um, what? How close were you to sort of signing that first pro contract then? At St Johnson, well, at the start of the season, it was it was it was a given. It was guaranteed. Well, I say guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed, but. It, they, they were given all the things that look you're doing really really well. Can there's a, there's a place for you, blah 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 blah. And then as I say maybe it was October time, October can just before Christmas, and they brought the the other manager in, and it just again it petered out, and you were turning up to games knowing that you were you weren't going to be starting, but for a goalkeeper you need to be starting games. You know what I mean? There's nothing worse than training and then. Knowing that you're going to get that age, knowing you're going to get on, but you're not starting games. You want to be yeah. starting. You want to, and you, you could be coming on and you're, you're either getting really, really beat really bad, or you're winning, or you know, you're, you're scared to go on and make a mistake because it, it was a draw at the time or whatever, and you make a mistake and you end up getting beat. It, it, I didn't enjoy the sort of last six months of the St Johnston, so you, I, I wouldn't say I was that close to be honest. It was close, but it wasn't that close because they weren't willing to take the chance, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Aye, and obviously circumstance as well um, was unfortunate. So, uh, obviously when that that never that didn't materialise, what, what was your next step? It was in, in the summer, I was just sort of, I was at a loose end. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was, I was going to be 16. I was at that, you know what I mean? A lot of folk that I knew... We're going full time. You know what I mean? If I if I maybe stayed at the firm, I knew I knew I would get a full time uh, contract there because was boys and that, that I was in the same team with and got offered full time. But and I, I was sort of, in that summer. I was sort of like I don't know what I'm going to do here. Can uh, because I hadn't really played. Can I was sort of forgotten about. It, if you know what I mean? I was sort of uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. And it was. Uh, it was Andy Forbes actually. He was at yeah, Cowan Meath at the time, and obviously I'd known Andy for years before. My my dad can grew up with Andy can at work and whatnot. So Andy got in touch and was like, yeah, but nothing set in stone here. But do you fancy coming along and, and just taking yourself over till till something comes up? Or I mean, use us as a a training can to sort of keep himself ticking over. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's a no-brainer. I'm doing nothing else at the moment anyway. I mean, and it's still a, it's still a sort of senior team. Maybe it wasn't maybe the teams that I'd been at before, but I mean, it was the only offer I had. So I felt as if I've got to go and you know, at least train. You know what I mean, just to keep. You never know who, who could come in. And uh, the questions, uh, Craig Levine at the time, it was. We must have spoke to Andy and said, "Look, we want to sign him." So there was me with two training sessions. I, I maybe could have, you know, got another team, but they they were all that was the only offer at the start of the season. So I thought, right, yeah. you know, I, I was going to be playing, and it was under 18s at the time, with a with a view again to push and hopefully to get in the first team. 
Absolutely. And when you when you turned up again, I mean, one of the pros, I suppose, was it was local football for you, a wee bit less travelling. But what was it like making that step up to to that under 18s? And how how long before you sort of got your chance to to progress? I suppose up into the senior team. Yeah, well, I was sort of 16 at the time, and I'm sort of training. But with the goalkeepers, you're always, I mean, in in amongst the first team goalies anyway. So you you were even from that age, you and Andy, Andy liked his numbers, and I think he still like that now. He, he likes in numbers, and if you can see that you're not going to sort of break the session down, and keep sort of maybe constantly stopping him to coach you. You know, I mean, he, he he sort of seen that I had the the basics there, I could come in and hold my own. So I went in there, obviously played a, f- a few games on the Sunday for the youth team and trained the, the, the goalies and sort of joined them in the, in the games at the end. And it, more or less right from the get-go, you were you were sort of thrown in and you sort of spell it. It was, it was always the, the two two older goalies and maybe the two under 18s goalies and sort of spell it about, you know what I mean? Again, you, up, you always found yourself going up to the wards again. That's, that's where you wanted to be. You wanted to be up testing yourself in that environment. Yeah. So it, it progressed till and I, I was about 17. It was, it was November, it was a November time. I remember Andy saying to me, look, you're going to be on the bench today. You're going to, it was the Thursday, whatever. You're in the squad, you'll probably be on the bench. And, and for me, I was like, wow, okay. I mean, it was, it was the game, the first game I was on the bench was against Clyde Bank at the time, and they had a lot of ex pros. You know, I mean, it was like the goal at the time was uh, Henry Smith, Billy McKinley was there, right. Darren Jackson. It was all the boys that were sort of being Premier League players at that time. It was when Wet 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 was sponsoring them, so they, they were, you know, obviously. Right. They were chucking cash about for the, the sort of older boys coming towards the end of their career, but it was a fantastic experience. You know what I mean? You were like, wow, you know what I mean? You're used to watching these boys on the telly. Yeah, of course. And that, that first game on the bench, or the first game you, you were told you were going on the bench, how, how did that materialise? How did you end up getting some playing time, or was it much longer before you did? No, I was, I didn't, I was sort of on the, on the bench from that. You know, from Sydney, right way through that the sort of second season, and uh, you know, still playing on the on the on the Sunday for the for the, the youth team, but it come towards the yeah. sort of that season, and uh, Andy was like to me, "We need to get you out." You know I mean it's a fantastic experience for you sitting on the bench, but we need to get you out playing games. So we got to it got to the stage where. I went and spoke to the manager and said, "Look, I'm in, totally enjoying the experience, but I want to be playing games. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm getting youth, getting youth games, but I want to be, I want more than that. You know what I mean? I'm wanting, I'm basically wanting to be in your first team, but do, in order to do that, I need to be playing yeah. main football. You know what I mean? So, I, I went on loan to at the time it was it was Whitehall Welfare's Boys Club team, least the Scotland team, and uh, I enjoyed myself there. Do you mean I was getting games every week? It was, I mean, I was I was young, younger, and they were and they were sort of coming towards. It was they were the sort of second year under 18s at the time. 
I was sort of playing above myself. So at the time, again, you're playing against sort of adults as such. It wasn't like uh, the first team experience where it's grown men. It was sort of in between stage, which was right. good. You know, I mean, it was good for me going and getting regular games there. But at the same time, I was still training with Howard Me. So I was always still in and in amongst it, you know what I mean? So I played a season worth of games there. Come back in the in the summer again. It was like again ready to push on. Let's see what we've got. And again, it was like ah, you know, can you're doing well. We've heard a good report, but I was like, well, I'm going to have to get in, uh, go out and loan again and go and play. Uh, it was that Whitehill team. Then went from Whitehill to a Muscle Windsor team. So I signed yeah. for signed for them. Went and played. It was a half a season, half a season up to them again with them, and then it was when that was then. Howard Meath came Keith Wright at the time called me back, put me back on the bench. Uh, still playing the youth games, but you know, was sort of they were looking for me to push, and Andy, yeah. Andy was pushing for me, and. At the time, and Gary O'Connor was the goalie. He was at the ex-Hearts goalie years ago. He was the number one at the time. And they actually brought in uh, Craig Gordon from uh, Hearts. He was, he was young. He was a year, so they, they brought him in for Hearts and he played the, sort of, the second half of the season for Cowden and I was sort of his, his back, backup. Can, yeah. So it, it wasn't a bad... Uh, and Gary, Gary was a good goalie in his day as well. You I mean he's he played with Berwick and whatnot? He was at Cowdenbeath. You know I mean he, he was a. I remember him being one of the older goalies at Harps when I came. He was one of the sort of under 18s goalies when I was at Harps at that back in. Yeah. So he was like one of the, the sort of wide teams. So it was, it was weird how. And Gary went. And he remembered me and obviously knew Craig when he came in. And it was weird because. You sort of you remember me from being that young boy to now and looking to take his position ultimately. Yeah, and I think um, you see that quite a lot in, within football teams that there's, there is a close relationship between goalkeepers. It's no, it doesn't seem to be as competitive for sort of playing time and positions as you maybe get in other teams. It's all about helping the guy underneath you and bringing him up to, to the same level. So it's it's good to have somebody there that you'd already experienced some time with. So obviously by this point, um, Craig Gordon's sort of starting goalkeeper for for Cowden Beef. You're still playing a wee bit of youth youth football. How 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 long did you spend sort of Cowden Beef in that position? Uh, well, that 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 season, I was thinking, right, I might get a chance here. And then they brought in Andy Carlin from from Stenhouse Premier League. Andy Andy was a good goal. I got in well with Andy. I got to the stage where I, I, I felt as if I was stalling. You know what I mean? I was, I wasn't getting. I was getting. I was too old to play youth football, even though they still play. They can. They can still play an overage goalie. Uh, at that, it got to the stage where that was enough. You know what I mean? I, I'd grown youth football. It was. It was false. It was near, It wasn't what it was. So I got to maybe. I, I played a few games. I, I eventually broke in about November time when I was. And I played a game, I remember Andy texted me in the morning of the game, 
you know, you, Andy was a typical media again, patter. I remember him texting me saying, Look, you're in today. And I was like, aye, very good. He said, no, I'm, 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 I'm being serious. And you're, you're actually in, I've, I've been up all night. And I've been sick. I've been up all night. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not travelling. I still fully expect them to turn up. Uh, and on, on the bus. But no, I wasn't. It was when the manager pulled me aside and goes, look, you're going to be playing today. I wait in Montrose, funny enough. <laughs> and uh, I, it was... For, for some reason, I, I wasn't that nervous. You know what I mean? I, I just sort of took it in my stride and we drew one each of the game and I remember getting, doing quite well and thinking, right, I know I can play, can play this level now, you know what I mean? But yeah. as soon as Andy, Andy was back fit, it was like you're back on the bench and it, I, it was sort of, I was sort of in and out. I got a run of games at Cowdenmead and then, you know what I mean? I needed to play and... Goalies need to play. I mean, every every position needs to play, but a goalie needs to play. I mean, there's only one one position. And if, you, if you're not playing, then I mean, you're you're no uh, you're not going to get noticed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, know, I, know, I know there's some some goalies in, in professional. I've I've been a loving. I've been a backup goalie, but it's just something that I I've never seen myself as. I, no, I've, I've not been being a backup to anyone. No, I'm sure. And, and I suppose your next career move, that was you sort of set for, for being a starting keeper for the, the rest of your career. That um, that move to, to Kelly, how did that come about then? Uh, it came about Davey Wilcox was the manager at the time. Davey, Davey seemed to want to get, to, to get me, obviously, he was also, before he came to Kelly, he was the uh, manager at Crossgates. In our local junior in yeah. I remember like, he used to be on the phone to you know, Keith Wright or every year. And what are you doing with Alan this year? What are you doing with Alan this year? And uh, I, I'd go and play a game for him, but then I'd, I'd go and it would be good, but I'm just like, nah, I need to be playing higher than this. You know what I mean? I need to test myself more. And like, Kevin Reef would always call me back. And then, yeah. uh, yeah, so Davy, I knew Davy came from that sort of, and then it come about and they got a full kit. Well, there was one I, I thought it was going to be, it was going to be out the door. I mean, Kelly was showing an interest, and uh, Mitsu and Keith Wright got sort of sacked, and Mitsu Patlin come in, and I, I thought to myself, right, I'm going to give it one last shot. New manager, you know what I mean? I'm going to try and push to see what I can do. And I remember yeah. having in the week, to, the Tuesday, Thursday training session, doing really, really well. And I remember getting called into the, it was the night we were playing Partick in the, the Betfred Cup or, or whatever it was at the time. And uh, I remember getting called into the office and I'm thinking, All right, I wonder what this could be. And they were like, look, uh, I, I'm, I don't know you personally. You're, you're highly thought of it at the club. Uh, but, I was like, oh, here we go. But he's like, in order for me to get a, a, some sort of budget, and help me have got a bidding for you, and they, they've offered, you money, offered money. And he's like, for you, I think it'd be good for, uh, for you to go and get a year's worth of games, and this time next year we'll, we'll see where, where we are. But, 
at that time, I was thinking, right, well, okay. But deep down, I thought, well, if I'm going to leave, they're not going to, I'm not going to come back at, at, at the following year. But it's not a loan deal. I mean, yeah, the, the, he's he's obviously seen yeah, the, the money. He's seen a budget, right? Okay, we're going to pay for for Flem. And there's there's more to my budget. So, I, yeah. again, Kev had a good reputation. And I knew I knew some of the boys having played through the youth football night with them, and I, I thought, right, yeah, it was it was a bit gut wrenching to start with. You I mean you, you don't want to be take the step down from playing senior to the junior at the time? You mean you? Little bit of no, but you mean at that age you're thinking, oh, can you, you're a, can that that's you sort of thing. Yeah. I remember turning up training and uh, obviously, obviously done a full pre-season with Kerry uh, before, so it wasn't a case of me coming and having done nothing. I was I was fit and ready to go. And I remember just kind of seeing the, the ground running like coming to help me. You know what I mean? I felt good. You know what I mean? I was I was ready ready for this year to prove myself that I, I was a number one, and I, in the back of my head I always had aspirations to go back and play senior because I felt as if I had unfinished business here. I mean I had I had a point to prove, but I was going to give Kelty my all. Yeah, and you did. You ended up obviously staying for for a good bit of your um, a, a good chunk of your career. Um, what was it? What was it like though when you first arrived at, at Kelly? What was the the feeling? Was it obviously you said a little bit a bit disappointing to make that step down? But once you got settled in and started playing a few games, what was it that stood out about playing the the junior football and more importantly getting to start week in week out? Well, it was weird. It was weird to start with because I remember coming in and obviously I'd been I heard like Kelly had been relegated at the previous season because. It, you know, issues and whatnot, and I was like, all right, yeah. but the whole plan was to, to bring back up and go back straight into the Super League. And I remember we played the, the, the Cups, the, the League Cup section at the start, and I think we got beat off Crossgate, and I'm thinking, what have I done here? You know, <laughs> I'm thinking, what Crossgate? You know, they should be beating Kelty. And I remember going, what, what have I let myself in for? You know what I mean? But once, obviously, it was, a, it was a new team for myself, and they had to get to know me. I had to get to know them, and ah, as the season went on, it was it was good. I still I still think we should have won the game. We should be won that week. I don't think we've done. I don't think we've done that well on it. But we ended up getting. I think we finished fourth in, the, in my first season in the five league. Yeah, and I'm thinking that, that's that's not what I came for. You know I mean? But having said that, that that. Fourth place got us into the, the the newly formed Premier League at the time. Happily, sort of through that season, Stevie come in, and obviously Davy had signed me, and I was sort of thankful for Davy for signing me. Uh, when Stevie come in, it was sort of like we kept going. Again. Obviously, Stevie had a good reputation amongst Kelty. I mean, he was he was a player, he was a captain, he was he was, he was a bit of a legend yeah. in the club. So. You were you were keen to do well for him, and you know you want to show a legend of the club what you're all about. But I remember being with Steve. You mean again? I've I've been on uh, sort of done pre-season with like uh, resigned when he was manager resigned to Derby. I sort of got every every sort of uh, junior team at the time wanted and knew who I was and were wanting to take me, but 
Kevin Beeple was sort of put a, a block to it. So when, mm. when Stevie eventually came in and he rocked up, he's like, eventually I can get to work with you. So <laughs> that was, and obviously we, we got promotion into that in East Premier League. And the second season was probably, the, in terms of my time at Kevin, was probably the best season that we had. Yeah. I say that it was the most rewarding in terms of what we've done that season. Well, she's just a Celtic lady. She'll not have any advice. It's after the old bill you heed her up and she have to get twice. Her father's just a waste her mother's on the game. She's just a Celtic clipping, but I love her just the same.